Final hour of the Monday show. Great to have you aboard. It's Russell and Medhurst right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Did you just spill part of that frozen Gatorade on you? No. I dropped the cap. Oh, okay. I saw you take an evasive maneuver there very quickly. I just want to – I pointed it out to you guys before the show. Before I get blamed for this, I had nothing to do with this. This was not here last week. There's a gigantic stain under where I sit, Mm -hmm. but where others sit too. I mean, you know, the next show, Burgundy and Gold today, sometimes it's Doc, sometimes it's Linnell, sometimes it's Scotty Jacks. I don't know. Hoffman, Linnell was in for Hoffman. I don't know. I'm not blaming anyone. Here's what I'm doing. I'm not taking responsibility for something I had nothing to do with. I'm absolutely willing to tell you I'm an idiot and I spill things all the time. And I am a slob, but I clean up after myself. Whoever spilled, and it looks like pure black coffee. I mean, because it is. Or like Coke with a lot of syrup. And you don't sit over here, so I know it's not you. Mm-hmm. Whoever spilled this spilled a lot of it, number one, and didn't really bring anybody's attention to it. Let's put it that way. Going to give you why the National Football League is not rigged. And I'm going to give you Exhibit yeah. A. Please. If, no. Yes. <laughs> yes, Bob. If the NFL was rigged, why on earth have they kept the Dallas Cowboys out of the Super Bowl since 1996? That's a great point. Nobody brings more money to the table or higher ratings than the Dallas Cowboys. It's a great question. They haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1996. If this was scripted, they'd have been there at least one freaking time. It's a great question. Oh, it's a great point. To the other I mean, point. It's just one point, but it's before you go on to the other point, it's probably the greatest point and argument against any kind of fixing, any kind of scripting. And, and 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 I'm saying that as a, you know, like I don't identify as a fan of any particular team. I root for teams and coaches and players that I like and all that. Jim Haslam. <laughs> um, well, Jim Haslam's son, Chase, is on the Cowboys staff. Uh, Good point. So, you know, um, but, but you get my point, like, do you, think I, they, do you think the NFL makes a ton of money when the Arizona Cardinals make no, the Super Bowl? No, no, I, of I, I course mean, listen, not. Of course it helps to have uh, Patrick Mahomes widely considered the greatest quarterback in the game right now. Widely considered, right? Of course it helps. But it's not like Kansas City is some huge, sprawling metropolis. It's not New York City. It's not L.A. Yeah, uh, Yes, they had L.A. in the Super Bowl last year. Probably half the town was sleeping. Um, the notion that the NFL is, is fixed again, there was a period of time. Remember with the NBA and it really, I think started with Patrick Ewing and the Knicks winning the lottery ball when they weren't supposed to, or the they had a very little chance to do so. The Knicks won, not Patrick Ewing. Everybody accused the NBA of a frozen envelope, so when the person reached in there, they would know which one was for the Knicks. Right, and And there was a lot of allegations and a lot of weird coinky-dinkies for about maybe 10 years after that, and then the NBA like finally got tired from you know like hearing about it, and they changed up the system, and they rigged everything and whatever – I do believe, and Tim Donahue, uh, 
you know, was, of course, a part of the league. I do believe that to some level there was some fixing and some, some how, how would you say it, uh, organizing, if you will, of the stars in the NBA. I, I do believe that. I, I'll go to my grave believing that. Uh, I, I it's it's part of the reason why I don't you know go and 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 just praise David Stern to no end because I, I'm sorry I just I just believe that in the NFL I think Roger Goodell is pretty goofy I don't think Roger Goodell is as smart as everybody thinks he is I think Roger Goodell talks out of every side of his mouth and basically straddles the fence, protecting his $60 million a year job. I don't think Roger Goodell has built the league. I mean, others have before him. But I I really, really, really don't believe that he's sinister, nefarious enough, mm-hmm. um, and quite honestly smart enough to pull that off. I, really, I like how you and, said and, that, and, and sinister. The, yeah, and the Cowboys example is just is the most perfect example right. well, that you okay, brought up. Right, let, let's go back to 2016, Super Bowl 50, okay? Mm-hmm. Huge anniversary of Super Bowl. Super Bowl 50. Right. If the NFL was scripting this, do you think they would have come up with Denver versus Carolina? Wait, you don't? It's you, Super Bowl you, you 50? You mean America wasn't, like, thirsting? Thirsting to see Peyton Manning hobble out there at 39 years old? I'm just saying that would have been Dallas versus Pittsburgh. To see Ron in his sunglasses. That's what it, that would have been our our universally greatest Super Bowls of all time. Dallas yeah, Pittsburgh. I agree. Uh, great. I mean, Denver Carolina for Super Bowl Fifty. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. But so all right. We know New Orleans versus Indianapolis. Yeah, Come I, on. Listen, I, I for one not for one second do I believe Arian Foster. Not for one second. So when he says script, whatever, whatever, dude, but, whatever. But, but but there are people out there because of how bad the uh, effect, of course, like taking you back. Remember the the defensive pass interference penalty against the New Orleans Saints yes. and Sean Payton in the NFC Championship game in overtime, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people think the NFL cooked that up because they were trying to sell the NFL in Los Angeles, and getting the Rams to get to the Super Bowl was a part of that plot, was a part of that plan. I mean, I guess they executed the the second half of the plan last year when they got the Rams to win a Super Bowl in their home Hollywood building. I I mean, I guess. But then how do you explain that they suck this year, one, that they can't get their own fans in their own building, right? And that nobody still, still nobody cares in Los Angeles, they care about the stupid Lakers and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the Rams. They don't care about the Rams. And they the certainly don't care about the Chargers. Right? So if the NFL was cooking and rigging all this stuff, I guess they executed part of the plan last year and part of the plan by that controversial call against New Orleans. But why wouldn't they keep cooking Things right. I, I mean, that's why lies, it's just an and absurd there lies theory. the greater issue that was brought to light this week by Adam Schefter of all people. Right. Because let's face it, Adam Schefter rarely reports something negative directly with the league. Correct. Some stuff is obvious that comes to light when players have indiscretions, trade demands, stuff like that. That's one thing. 
But Shefty said, look, people around the league believe the officiating is the worst that it's been in a long time, maybe ever. McAfee supports that. The league knows it has an issue on its hands. That I think we can all agree on. That that right. is I'm not if you if and look I'm, a, I'm friends with a lot of officials Chris in different sports I'm not even sure they who love to defend officials no matter what happens right okay you know we all come to our defense stuff like that look I missed a call Friday night in a game early in the game I was pretty pissed off at myself for the next couple of minutes because I thought I could have made it even though it was going toward my my other officials primary area. I saw it clearly. He didn't call it, neither did I. So that makes us both guilty. Okay? But I ca- I cared about it. And I don't doubt the NFL officials care about it. But it's it's what we're observing on a consistent basis. The subjectivity, as you and I have talked about, what is a penalty to one back judge, what is a sufficient amount of illegal contact to one back judge, isn't to another. What looking at a play clock getting down to zero to one back judge is delay of game, is it to another back judge? Instead of having like a buzzer on the hip like they do in basketball, in basketball they've got little timing devices that they can start the clock with and everything like that. We should have a buzzer attached to the back judge. If the ball's not snapped by the time that buzzer, that way he doesn't have to worry about looking at the timing. Did the ball get snapped by the time it got zero? If that buzzer goes off before the ball is snapped, you know you got a delay a game penalty. That's one area where teams that is an area where teams get away with like you wouldn't believe. Play clock's at zero. Ball still hadn't been snapped. We have no delay of game penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay? We need to clean that up right there. But the subjectivity of what's illegal contact to one official and not is clearly one of the great inconsistencies in our game. What is holding to an official and what mm-hmm. isn't? What is illegal contact on a quarterback in the pocket? Yeah. What might be to you know, Ron Torbert may not be to Cleet Blakeman. Right. And and that 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 type of inconsistency is running rampant in our game right now that we love so much. And we can all agree on that. We may you may have 10 percent of NFL audience that believes in the conspiracy stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. But dude, we are one hundred percent lockstep with what Shefty and McAfee are talking about right here about the league having an officiating problem. Pete, before they put those statements out. You and I and others were screaming well, the world has talked about, about it. Yes, I mean, like, like. But like, how do we make it better? Well, I, so the NFL put something out. I'm trying to find it. I had it, and I can't find it right now. About how assisted replay. Uh, what you the, and I have talked about, right. Needing to be, but how it's changed a, uh, and and saved a bunch of challenges and all. But we only like, use it in the playoffs. It seems right. Again. They have the technology to make a lot of this better, and they simply refuse to get in the way of on-field officials in a lot of cases and the natural flow of the game. And also, essentially, and I wonder, you know how like, people feel like baseball umpires have this holier-than-thou attitude and you Some di- of how, them do. how dare you show me up, that type of thing? Oh, dude, dude, that, Chris... That part of officiating is, is, goes all the way down right. to the youth league stuff you see on sure. Saturday morning. There's okay. a handful of folks that have that don't talk to me type of, you know, uh, I'm Jerry Mark Bright. Don't okay. talk to me. I, I, you mean, know? I, mean, I mean, coach, I, don't complain. I'm going to throw a flag. Next, right. I'm going to throw you out. 
I, okay. I'm like, who am I to say that doesn't happen? Of course, I, I, I believe it happens. Absolutely. And I agree, probably I mean, at, I, at lower I levels. hosted a baseball tournament where one of the umpires that was sent said, I, I, if they say one thing to me, I'm going to run them out of here. No, I don't want you. Don't send me that guy anymore. But that that but there are there is ego involved. There's also this, Chris, and I do believe the NFL looks is concerned about this. The 64 year old dude that's trying to run with Jamar Chase down right. the sideline right. and Trayvon Diggs, okay, in one on one coverage, and physically can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think they're worried about firing that guy because that guy might try to hit them with an age discrimination suit. Correct. I, I do I mean, believe that's part of it. I, you know, now they say they evaluate every play, every call, every official, every game, all that. I have no doubt that they do, but we never, you know, like I don't, I don't like a lot of the things that the NBA represents and stands for. I'm a team guy versus a me guy. Uh, all of that, I think the last two minutes of an NBA or a college basketball game, gosh, you, yeah, I mean, you watch, you know, you watch Duke and Carolina the other night, great ending, but I mean, it, it's just laborious to get to the end. Same thing for Brooklyn and the Nets the other night. I mean, you know, highly intriguing, but it took forever. But the NBA, Pete, puts out a two-minute report or, or whatever they call it. Uh, I forgot exactly what they call it, but it's... it's it, it is. It's a, the NBA two-minute report. I mean, right. it's as... It's a, from what I remember seeing. It's as transparent as you're ever going to get I, I in any it. sport. I right? think it's awesome. The NFL allows one reporter to ask the head referee a couple of innocuous kind of, "Hey, can you explain what happened on this call?" Even if he didn't make the damn call, there's no public accountability at all in any way, shape, or form for a back judge a line judge uh, for the Terry McLaurin penalty situation with the illegal formation at the end of the giant game for the missed clearly pass interference penalty. That was not, I mean, well, it's just subject to uh, interpretation. No, screw you. The problem is the NFL has hid behind this. I don't want to say mafioso style because that's not fair. It might not be fair to the mafia. They have hid behind their shield. We don't have to be transparent with you. Don't worry. We've got this. We'll take care of it. We'll fix it. We'll figure it out. And the problem is, the problem is, they haven't figured it out. Pete, I'm telling you, they will not figure this out. They will not fix the problem. People used to scream about, oh, if you make them full-time, they'll study film. No! They already do that. They watch enough film now. Well, but again, they hired 25 full-time officials. It has made zero difference. Zero difference. As a matter of fact, it's worse. It's undeniably worse now than it used to be. Undeniably. So my point in all of this is, is the NFL is not going to do anything about it until something changes. You know what that something is? Tell me, because uh, I'm all ears. People stop watching. That's, that's but that's not that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know what? We are partially we're enraged, to blame. We're enraged by it, but Pete, that we are know. partially to blame. You, me, for you know, uh, four bazillion other. Uh, 
people like us who love the NFL, who love football, who live for it. It's like a drug in our veins. We're all going to watch. We're all going to go crazy over some innocuous call that per- potentially costs a team a game or a touchdown or the Super Bowl. I mean, it'll happen next Sunday night. There will be at least one call that everyone is screaming about and blowing up on Twitter in terms of every gif and meme that you possibly can and that Twitter explodes. It'll happen at least once. And you know what? 110 million people are going to watch it and the NFL is going to laugh all the way to the bank. They ain't fixing it, people. They ain't fixing it until we stop watching. Well, I mean, we'd have to do that, and we're not going to do that. We're not going to do thing. that. I mean, it was the same, but but it was the same thing that they always said around here, right? You want to you you want to like get Dan to kind of be on the outs and maybe inch him to getting rid of the Commanders or then the Redskins. Don't show up. Don't buy the merchandise. Don't. Pay $50, $60, $70 for parking. Don't buy $10 for a watered-down hot dog uh, or, you know, $15 for a, an expired beer. And and you know what? Not everybody has done it, clearly. But enough people, 40-ish thousand people, that used to make the annual, the, the, the you know, the 10-time or 9-time-a-year pilgrimage to FedEx Field are no longer going. And that has made a difference. Now, there are other things, other factors that have made a difference. But my point being is the only way to enact change is to take the golden ticket out of their hands. And until we stop watching the NFL in mass droves, until we say enough is enough, the officiating sucks. Is not, And the rules and the, and the, and the system sucks everything sucks about it consistently not occasionally consistently until that happens it ain't gonna change 3-1-2-3-0-0-9-80 Schefter McAfee talking about the bigger issue it's not that the NFL is rigged it's just that the officiating is bad also I'll have news remember that tough foul we call it we talked about on Denny Avia the other night speaking of officiating tell you what the NBA said about that big call in that contest. And as I tweeted at the time, guess who was right? Pedro was right. We'll give you those details between now and the trending coming up here in this next segment. But if you want to chime in here, how do we make this better? It's not rigged. The officiating is just bad. Let's talk about it. 301-230-0980. It's Russell Medhurst on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. It's not that it's rigged. It's just bad. That's really the point that the NFL has to face the reality of. And I'm not saying that a 25-year-old official is going to make a better call than a 60-year-old official. That's not it either. I mean, if a guy's still getting the job done, he should keep his job. But we got to get people that are bad out of the game. I don't care if they've been there 40 years. Just like Angel Hernandez in baseball. I don't care Mm -hmm. how long Angel Hernandez has been in the game. He's got to go. He's got to go because replay when replay in one inning turns over three of your calls. Okay, 
that means you're you're not consistently doing your job correct. Look, we're all human, okay? As I just told you, okay, the other night, you know, I I froze on a call that I could have made in a basketball game, even though it was going into my partner's primary area. I saw it clearly, and I could have made the call. No one would have gotten mad at me for making the call, okay? But if you're constantly missing calls, no matter what level this is, no matter how bad we need officials, then we need to we need to lower the level that you're officiating at. Maybe even if at the high school level, you got to go from varsity back to JV just so you can get more consistent. The NFL's issue is not being rigged. It's it's just bad officiating. It's just inconsistent effort of the officials in those games. Got a handful of calls. Let's get to them here. Let's start here. Chris will go here first. Look at me. Look at me. We'll go here first. Let's get Kermit in D.C. What's up, Kermit? How you doing this morning? Good, man. How are you? I agree. You you said it. You said it. It's inconsistency with the calls. Anytime a, a referee that's right on top of the call doesn't make the call, but the ref, the official that's 20 yards down the field can come and make a call, that's ridiculous. And then another thing is I want you to explain to me about the rotation that the officials are supposed to have. And three – how come they can call a game? They're so inconsistent. They call a game one way for three quarters, and then when the game gets down to like five minutes, they switch up the, the way they call. They start calling the game completely different. Kermit, Kermit it's a fascinating question, and it's the one thing coaches ask all the time. Why in the fourth quarter, and particularly in basketball is where I'm going with this, why all of a sudden in the fourth quarter or in the last five minutes of a game do the officials, certainly in an effort to let the players decide the game, but a foul in the last five minutes is the same as the foul five minutes into the game in the first quarter, okay? LeBron James, perfect example last week in Boston, L.A., okay? There's no doubt it's illegal contact, should be a foul, should have gone to the free throw line, at the end of the game. But, again, the best officials have the balls to raise the arm up with the fist in the air and make the call. The best women's officials have the intestinal fortitude to raise their hand up with their fist in the air to make a call. Wait, do they raise their left hand up? No, they wait, oh. well, they could. Oh, okay. Whatever you're comfortable with. You just got to get your fist up we in all, the air. The commanders. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, sure. Um <laughs> But that's one of the biggest complaints we have in officiating. If I called holding in the first quarter because a guy hog ties the defensive lineman up around his neck and pulls him down, and that happens on the last play of the game, Chris, Mm -hmm. you know, an illegal block in the back, which seems so prevalent on a lot of returns. But on the biggest return in that game last week when Sky Moore put Kansas City in great field position, there was a clear block in the back. Terrible misclip. That – how do I mean? Look, you see it. Every look, special teams penalties are a given. There, there. If there isn't one, right. that's the exception rather than the that's rule. Now in the game, that's a perfect case where they don't make the call. It's clear and obvious as you know what. That video replay assistant, whatever the hell they're calling it, somebody's got to get word to the head official. Whoa, 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 whoa! You guys missed a call. Yeah, I, we can't have that. Because that that put Kansas City absolutely 
in place to win that game, and that they did. Kansas, look, and nobody look, made that big of a deal and, out and, of it. And, and it's absurd. And I know, I know, this is kind of hypocritical. That penalty is literally five yards away from where Sky Moore is returning the ball. Okay. What's the biggest thing we talk about all the time when a team makes a big play? Oh, that holding call was 40 yards away. Or that, you know, push in the back was 40 yards away, didn't have any impact Mm -hmm. on the play. Mm -hmm. Okay? Well, that's a block in the back that has a direct impact on the play. If the eye in the sky doesn't want to come swooping in and say, hey, back here at the 17 on the opposite hash mark, you know, we had what looked to be a, a push in the back. If they don't want to call that because it didn't really affect the play, I'm okay with the eye in the sky mm-hmm. letting that go. But the eye in the sky needs to, just like the Saints-Rams one you brought up, mm-hmm. okay, that's clear effect on the play yeah. that the on-field officials missed that the eye in the sky would be able to come in right. and overrule in a situation like that. Your big thing, and I think most people's thing, is inconsistency. I would bet they would argue, well, wait a second, privately, publicly, and and it would be privately because the league never has the balls to actually talk. Chris, look. Roger Goodell is going to address the media this week, mm -hmm. and he either won't be asked or he will. He'll be asked, but he, he'll give you a real general. Right. Where our our officials are always under evaluation. Right. We They'll still give you trust the process and all yeah. that. Yeah, They'll I mean, give you a ham sandwich it's, and it's, you know. But that's but why here, I love about Adam Silver. Adam Silver, when yes. his league has an issue, Adam Silver will come yes. out and directly tell you, "Yeah, we got an issue. We got to do better at." It, ab- absolutely. Um, here, here's the thing. You, you talk about inconsistency, right? And I, I totally understand what you and others are saying. I bet you privately. I don't know this. I bet you privately they look around and say, wait a second. We expect our officials to be 100% consistent or 98%. Coaches aren't consistent. Chris, but the different different evaluations here. I understand Different that. evaluations. I understand My that. job specifically as an official is to adjudicate the rules as it pertains to the game. I have a completely different job as a referee than a coach does. If a coach calls a bad play... That's on him and his team. That's my responsibility in the game is to make sure if a foul is if a foul occurs is to call that foul. Particularly when players have been put at a, a huge disadvantage on a, on a play, you have to make that call. That's my job within that game. I understand that coach I, I calls under- a play thinking that that play is going to work, but it doesn't because well, the other I, team makes I, a good play. I guess I wasn't necessarily talking about that. I guess I was talking about like. Um, you know, timeout usage, clock management, um, strategy type thing. Different uh, jobs, cha- though. You know, what to challenge. Different jobs, though. I would just say, in general, I wonder if in the back of their mind they say, how can we demand our officials to be 95, 97, 98%? Because their job is different. Consistent. Their job is to adjudicate the rules of the game. Right. But and apply the rules to the game. How many of the rules are in the interpretation of what of the official? I mean, yeah, Pat, I mean, look, I mean again, arguably the two biggest calls look, that are are prevalent. Well, actually, the three biggest calls that can affect and shape a football game: pass interference, because mm-hmm, it's a, holding, sp- a spot foul, holding. You know, again, n- not not that it's a, a punitive penalty, but it could take away a big play. Ten yards is ten yards, Hoss. I understand, but it could also take away a big play. Absolutely, right? but and it, and, and, then, it, and it knocks us back ten yards. And then what has developed over the last fifteen? or so years, is the heavy, heavy, heavy 
emphasis on quarterback safety. So those three things, right, are mm-hmm. all adjudicated in how and a all, judgment call. Yes, all judgment have a call. level of subjectivity. But right. Chris, there is contact with all three that meets certain criteria Understood. that they're expected to call. Understood. The other part of this is. Don't stand like your feet are in freaking cement. Officiating is about angles, okay? I'll tell you the most, I've said this before, the most difficult sport to officiate right now on planet Earth is soccer because a referee trying to get the right angle on what's a good tackle and what's a bad Mm -hmm. tackle, what should be a yellow card or even a red card, Mm -hmm. is all predicated on angles and getting into the right position to see those calls. There's an element of that in hockey. Even think about think about how much crap we see on video sure. that goes, you With know, not called. And and they got two referees yeah. out there now. Yeah. Okay, NHL said, "Wait a minute, we got to do something." Look, they had the greatest referees in the history of the game: Van Helman, Kerry Frazier, Kaharski, all those guys. Another okay? All those guys. Great Gord oh, Brossaker, who used to do Kevin Collins, who used to do a ton of games at Capital Center and then Capital One Arena because they were they were locally based linesmen. Those were the best referees we ever had in hockey. We've never met that. I don't think we've met that level of officiating in the game right now. But look at how much inconsistency there is in the NHL. But again, it's all about angles. Yeah. It's all about do I can I see that stick legitimately hooking the offensive player? Well, how many holding, well, well, just all on that the Devontae stuff. Smith fourth down conversion uh that wasn't a conversion. Mm-hmm. That was not challenged and and the instant the eye re- in the sky should be able to come in and trump that play. Yeah, it should, but but when you're talking about positioning, is that the I guess that would be the side judge? But the side ba- judge, but yes. the back or field judge. But the but the the back judge or some kind of judge should be able to see the but inverse that play, angle, that right? That play was on the sideline. I know. Back judge is in the middle of the field. He's staying there. So your field judge and side judge, head linesman, those are the guys. One of those guys yeah. has got to see something, well, right? But, but they're not in position to see it. Again. And and then the and video then, replay system you, doesn't come in. I'm going to get these next four calls in here. I know. But I, I, I ask you the same question. I say, and I, I disagree with this. Do we put another two bodies on the field oh. in sections of the sideline so we always have the players boxed in? That's what we do in basketball. You know, trail, center, lead. We 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 keep all the players boxed in so we see them. Well, if you've got Devontae Smith running a 4-3-40 down the sideline with yeah. a DB, guess what? They're going to run by your field judge. Yeah. They're going to run by your side judge. Yeah. Okay? Because – we don't have a lot of ex-NFL wide receivers and safeties and corners Running that are refereeing in the league. Right. Okay, So do we add two more guys out there so we constantly have players bracketed? So footwork on the sideline, plays like the Smith one where he makes you know a juggling attempt that obviously hits the ground because somebody would be behind it and maybe be able to see that. I, I, again, I'm not for putting two more bodies on the field but if that's the only way we can do this, if we're not going to allow the eye in the sky to trump the on-field officials, then maybe we do have to put another person deeper on the sideline so the players are constantly boxed in and we don't have to worry about them running past these officials so they don't have an angle then to make a call. I mean, it, it really it, all officiating comes down to angles, seeing things clearly. It's going to line four. Tony's and Tyson's. What's up, Tony? Hey, good hot discussion this morning. What's going on, Tone? Thanks. Listen, you know how in baseball, they send it to uh, New York or wherever, and a couple of seasoned uh, umpires make a ruling. I think in the NFL, because there's so much on the line, here's my suggestion. Okay, every game has three seasoned uh, referees looking at the replays. 
if there's a first down beyond the 50-yard line, and if, uh, if the three referees observing it all agree it was a flop, it was a bad call, then they hit a button, the alarm goes off in the stadium, and they, they, they communicate with referees and say, it's a no-call, play over, do it over. I mean, the technology we have, there's no reason why calls can't be um, not wrong. Tony, I think your phone's yeah. dropping out on you there, in and out, but we get the, the gist. I mean, look, you know, he wants to have the, the eye in the sky, and even if you only give that eye in the sky the opportunity to overturn, again, as I said, certain calls, scoring plays, catch, not catch, uh, you know, again, something that has a direct effect on the play, like the block in the back in the Cincinnati-Kansas uh, City game. If you want to be able to give them that criteria to overrule, uh, I'm fine with that. But if we have the technology, we've already opened the door. Look, if you didn't have replay, if you didn't have replay at all, then I'm cool. We're just going to live and die with what we do on the field with the officials. And in that case, yes, put another body out there uh, in that situation. But we've opened the door now in all sports with replay. Look at all the controversies lately with soccer and VAR with some of the things that have gone on. So even even with elements of replay, we're still not getting certain plays Correct. Right. For so, those that hate replay, which I'll never understand, think about the amount of calls that would be missed, that would be wrong mm-hmm. if we didn't have. Well, it's one it, of the reasons. If we didn't have you know, the cockamamie limited yeah. system, it's one that of the reasons have. why games have gotten so much longer, though, yeah. because these replays add all these extra timeouts to the game. Because guess what happens every time there's a replay, TV takes timeout. Yeah, it becomes like a three or four minute yeah. uh, break in the game. Yeah. So no wonder that Bills. Uh, game went like three hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. Let's go to line two. Junior's in Fort Meade. What's up, Junior? Good morning, fellas. Junior? As far as the officiating... Good morning, Chris. As far as the officiating goes, even with replay, they can't even tell you what a catch is. So as far as that goes, it's still going to be judgment stuff. The NFL covers for the officials. Coaches covers for players. Media covers for media. It's still going to be some things that aren't going to be uh, universally agreed upon. So I think you're going to have to live with what you have uh, as far as that stuff goes. Uh, now, Chris, I want to say something to you about you emphatically called Kyrie Irving a bad guy this morning. Yeah. Did you – is he out committing crimes? Did you watch him kick a puppy or something? What makes you say he's a bad guy? Sure. You brought up him not getting the vaccine sure. and all the junk – the who says – team had to jump through. I didn't hear you saying that those things when your man crush Kirk Cousins did the same exact thing. Oh, I, I criticized him. him a bad, I criticized him. Like, you didn't call Kirk there, Cousins There's a, a difference. He missed one. He didn't get the vaccine. Junior, there's a difference. He missed, what, he missed one game. Kyrie Irving missed 60. I, so so what? If he doesn't want to get the what vaccine, mean, so what? that's a personal choice. Well, what do you mean? That, you're, you're part of a team. You're part of an organization. It, it, like there, personal choices when it affects when it everyone else. No, no, no. When it back. affects everyone else at a mass volume and quantity, Kirk Cousins was absolutely wrong, absolutely wrong, and I criticized him for that. He he helped cost his team, which was already struggling. Same thing for Dalvin Cook. I don't want to relitigate the whole vaccination thing. I understand what you think. I understand you understand what I think. You're never going to see my point. I'm never going to see your point. My point about Kyrie Irving is. This guy, you talk to anyone that's dealt with him, anyone that's dealt with him and been around him, he is 
miserable. He's angry. He's always pissed off about something. He is so an instigator. A He's a guy. bad, bad, bad guy in an organization. Period. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I don't know why you think you can say someone's a bad guy because you think they might be a bad teammate. I, you did. You tried the same thing with Chase Young when he was coming back. Oh, you said the thing. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't know you what I know that. about Chase Young. You, you don't know what I know about Chase Young, okay? So, <laughs> so you're just going to throw out any rumors you hear about no. any players you cover? No, no, I'm going to tell well, you. I'm, I'm going to tell Junior. You're missing the point. If you think Kyrie Irving, if you think Kyrie Irving, if you think I was hard on Kyrie Irving, that's a fair, reasonable spin. For you to sit here and say that. That I'm unfairly criticizing him and and taking cheap shots on him when he's got when he's got a list a mile long of all of the problems that he's caused beyond the vaccine, like including quitting on his freaking team last week. Quitting. So you're saying he quit quit on his team? He quit because he's he quit. He's got no backbone. He's a jerk. Period. I would be with Pete, the first guy in the first row, watching him oh, if he was traded. Good, here. you you two, you, you, you two guy. can do that. <laughs> go go right ahead. Thank you, Junior. We Turn gotta go. Line one, Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Hey guys, I love hearing Stevie Wonder on the lead in when he rocked the Grammys last night. That's a, a good follow up. I know you got Motown Monday, but Absolutely. that was great. And um, Stevie Stevie I'm Wonder all- and and uh, and. Um, and Smokey Robinson and even like Chris Stapleton somehow got wound up into that. That was yeah, that I, was an eclectic mix, I can tell you that much. I've never heard of Chris Stapleton in my life, but that was amazing stuff. So um, I'm all for Jay, offensive coordinator, any place where Brian Callahan is on his second interview. That'll work for me, definitely. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I thought I was over last week, and then Peter King this morning, and now you guys got my blood back up. Uh, Pete, I know if you haven't read it yet, Peter King just takes Ron Torbert onto rotisserie over the five down play. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a really, really good breakdown. Um, Chris, I like your your three things. I'm going to throw in a fourth. What is the one call that is missed all the time that is either a yes or no call and is not reviewable? Uh, false starts or offsides? Face mask. Oh, face mask, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make changes the flow of a million games it's either yes or no and it's not reviewable for some reason which i will never understand it it it, you know but you know nine guys on the field seven guys on the field everybody has their own ideas and obviously the league is not rigged but it pete you're right it is very poorly officiated and um a comparison for Kyrie for you guys maybe we can discuss this tomorrow antonio brown is it Kyrie the same guy as Antonio Brown? Ah, no, because A B. That's a. You know what? I'll save my answer for tomorrow. But the answer quickly yeah. is no. But I understand yeah, where you're okay. going. But I'll tell you why yeah. coming up tomorrow. It's a fascinating question, yep. Jeff. Appreciate it. Let's go to Paulie. He gets the last word. What's up, Paulie? L to the W. Cut P. What's going on, man? Terufio, man. Hey, man. Did you say you had a stain in your underwear? <laughs> 
No. Go to the bathroom. I heard heard the same thing you did when he said it, Paulie. No, both of you you should get your ears cleaned out then because I never said that. it was the way you said it. It was the way you said it. I said a stain under me. Under me. Right, under there. Hey, Craig Melvin, you pipe down over there. Stop using your hands. Nasty man, yeah. Paulie. You're probably you a guy who drops a deuce and then doesn't wash his hands. Whoa, <laughs> that's, you. that's you. You just said you had stains in your underwear, bro. Yeah. Again, get as usual. Get the wax out of your ears, Paulie. You wear mildew clothes anyways. You don't even know how to do laundry. That's not mildew, man. It's doo doo. All right, Paulie. We got to run. So let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just good with getting on Ruthie. Forget the point, man. He's wrong. You, know, you don't like nobody that's outspoken and marched his own drummer. Yeah. If you want to compare, uh, you want to compare Kyrie to anybody. Compare him to To. He's in the business of Kyrie, and there's nothing wrong with that because the, these teams are in the business of of themselves. Yeah. So why shouldn't he look out for himself? Right. So if you just sit here and trash him, man, you, you're completely wrong. I haven't heard a player or any any of his. Yeah. Players don't matter. Players don't matter. Yeah. No. You talking about suits? Yeah. You talking about guys in suits? I ain't heard five guys on the court that he played with come out and trash him. Thank you. So you you missing me with all that, man. Thank you. You just don't like yeah. anybody that's outspoken. Play, players don't tell the truth. Players don't tell the truth. Thank you, Paulie. Players don't tell the truth. No, they don't. The people in the suits do, No, right? they don't. They but don't. The people- Thank you, Paulie. Paulie, appreciate you, Hoss. Coming up, Dumb Dumb of the Day is next after Chris tells us what's trending. All right, so Super Bowl 57 coming up this Sunday evening right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You can listen to it, Eagles, Kansas City. Well, if Madden football's NFL 23 official simulation is anything close to the reality, we're not going to get the game that everybody wants because they have the Philadelphia Eagles winning in a pullaway in the second half. 31 to 17 with Jalen Hurts, the MVP, 26 of 33, 282, two touchdowns and no pickles, rushing for 10 times and 88 yards and another touchdown. Again, that is the Madden 23 simulation. We will find out the real story again next Sunday afternoon, pre game and post-game coverage right here on the Team 980. We were just yelling about Kyrie Irving. He's off on his way to Brooklyn uh, to Dallas. Spencer Dinwiddie returning from Dallas back to Brooklyn as part of that deal. Wizards back home tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Already know Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Bradley Beal is a game-time decision. You can hear it right here on the Team 980 beginning at 645, and that's what's trending. You know what time it is? It's time for Chris Russell's Dumb Dumb of the Day. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Oh, yes. Perfect rejoiner. Monkey time. Yeah. Smokey Robinson, who did it last night with Stevie and the boys at the Grammys. Well done on a Motown Monday there, Matt. Well done. And that brings us to our dumb dumb of the day. Dateline. 
Dallas. No, not Kyrie Irving. No, no, no. He hasn't been able to cause damage and trouble yet. But the same cannot be true, or as said, for 24-year-old Davion Irvin, who has been charged now with six counts. Ooh. Six counts of animal cruelty. Why? Well, he entered the Dallas Zoo, and he stole two Emperor Tamarin monkeys out of the zoo, and he brought them to his house. Or, I'm sorry, a house, an abandoned home, and put them in a closet in an abandoned home. No. Yeah. So how did he get busted? Well, you might be asking that question, but I'm here for you guys. So a couple of things. Video technology, cameras, security, all that that the zoo had. But also, Pete, he was caught on surveillance video with a bag of Doritos. Oh, what? Strolling through the zoo. Great taste and snacks. Where the monkeys were taken. So they had the victim, uh, they had the perpetrator at the crime with Cool Ranch Dorito <laughs> powder on his fingers before he took the monkeys. And then, you know how they actually arrested him? They found him a couple of days later walking around the Dallas World Aquarium. With another bag of Doritos? Well, not quite. Oh. But he was at the Dallas World Aquarium, presumably to steal something else. But he was busted just in time. And for that, six counts of animal cruelty, three counts per monkey for an unsuitable habitat, abandonment, and injury to an animal, you, sir, are. Well, not, you're not very special. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Remember the goaltending call on Daniel Gafford the other night? That should have never come into play. Mm. Why? Because the Denny Obvia foul against Cam Thomas should not have been ruled a shot. So instead of having the bucket and one, it would have only been two shots and thus Wes Unsell would not have had to call a three-point uh, play for Corey Kispert with nine seconds to go that obviously didn't go in the basket at the time. The NBA ruling that the foul on Avia ruled a shooting foul and thus the goaltending coming into play was an incorrect call. Wow, 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 wow. Unfortunately, didn't help the Wizards. They lose in Brooklyn. Doc and Scott are up next. Burgundy and gold today straight ahead right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.